Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Come Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. This episode we will be discussing Alma chapter 41. Uh, let's dive right in here. So chapter 41, uh, Alma uses the word restoration quite a bit. It's kind of the central focus of this chapter. Uh, one thing I want to point out from the very beginning is that the way that he uses this is almost as though it's a synonym to justice. And the way that he uses justice is consequ—it's almost a synonym of consequence, that there are natural consequences to actions. And that is what justice is. Justice is that uh, A leads to B, and A always leads to B. So that B is a natural consequence of A. And that if you if you perform A, then a rest, the restoration of that action is is consequence B. So hopefully that's not too confusing. I'm going to obviously discuss it uh, a bit more here. So chapter 41, though, actually begins with one of my favorite uh, just concepts from the Book of Mormon. In verse 2, well, first of all, start verse 1 because I wanted to make sure we pointed this out all the time. Uh, he perceives, Alma perceives some more. He's going to perceive that thy mind has been worried also concerning this thing. What is the thing? I have somewhat to say concerning the restoration of which has been spoken. For behold, some have rested. Remember that this is the second time Alma has used this word uh, in the book of Alma. And it means to twist. Uh, so some have twisted the scriptures and have gone astray because of this thing. And so he says, some people have done that, and I perceive that you have some questions about that. So, the plan of restoration is requisite with the justice of God. So, restoration is required, is another way to read the word requisite, with the justice of God. For it is requisite or required that all things should be restored to their proper order. The reason I love that is because through the atonement of Christ, Every single thing will be put, will be put back into its proper order. Everything that's unfair. Every time that someone hurt you and it was unfair. Every time you hurt someone and it was unfair. You know all those times where we are, it's easy to say, why me? Or all those times where it's easy to say, man, if they're was a God, why would he allow such suffering? Why would the Holocaust, you know, people like to say, why the Holocaust? And if you listen to my couple episodes, you know, ago when I was talking about in chapter 39, I mentioned, you know, modern day slavery and that July 30th is the, uh, it's now it's world global world against uh, human trafficking. So slavery, it's world against slavery day. And there's an estimated 30 to 40 million slaves in the world today. It's like, how, how can you think about that and think, like, how can God allow that to happen? Well, it is required that all things should be restored to their proper order. According to the plan of justice, according to the plan of restoration, according to the justice of God, according to the atonement of Christ, by and in and through his miraculous, marvelous power, all things will be made right. So that when we stand before him to be judged, everything will be fair. And we will have 
no reason to think that it otherwise. And in fact, as the scriptures tell us, we will, we will, we will be forced to confess, not forced because he's forcing us, but because of divine logic and reasoning. Uh, we'll be, we will admit that his, his ways are just and his judgment is just because all things will be made, will be made right. Uh, and then he goes on and says, Behold, it is required and just according to the power and resurrection of Christ that the soul of man should be restored to its body and that every part of the body should be restored unto itself. So it's required, right? Required to fix fix things. Everything is going to be put back in their proper order. It is required with a justice. I'm going to, I'm going to replace in the word requisite with a required just to make it, you know, that's what it's, he's saying here is requisite with the justice of God that men should be judged according to their works. If their works were good in this life and the desires of their heart were good, then they should also at the last day be restored unto that which is good. And if their works are evil, they shall be restored unto them for evil. Therefore, all things shall be restored to their proper order, everything in its natural frame. Uh, And he says, the one raised to happiness according to his desires of happiness or good according to his, his desires of good and the other to evil according to his desires for evil. What are It's according to our desires. We choose how we're restored. We choose, at the judgment day, we get to choose how we are judged based on our desires. That's what Alma is teaching his son. He's saying, look, and, and in chapter 42, he's going to say, I, feel, I, per- I perceive that you think that things are unfair. So this, this thought's going to continue in chapter 42. And that's what he's going to try to continue to answer. Uh, because Corian says, uh, or Corian's thoughts are that Alma perceives is that it's unfair. But Alma's starting to teach him right now that it's it's really not because we get to choose. We get to choose our desires. We get to choose with, whether we want good or whether we want evil. And if, our, if we desire good and we act for good, then that's what will be restored to us. Uh, so, let's see. This is from... Uh, The Institute Manual says, Elm also taught his son the law of restoration provides a, per- a perfect restitution of the body in the resurrection. The soul shall be restored to the body, yea, even the hair of the head shall not be lost. However, the degree of glory of the resurrected body is dependent upon the degree of faithfulness of each individual. This is the law of restoration. It's us that we get to choose. So, uh... Alma then goes on and teaches his son. And he, this this thought that he's teaching him is, look, you're getting good for good, evil for evil. That's what the word restoration means. And he's he, he points it out pretty clearly when he says, um, Now behold, is the meaning of the word restoration to take a thing out of a natural state and place it in an unnatural state, or to place it in a state opposite to its nature? Oh, my son, this is not the case. That's not what restoration means. Restoration doesn't mean taking evil and making it good. No, that's not that's not what restoration is. Restoration is taking something that was good and, make, and bringing back good, right? Uh, verse 15 is a great summary, I feel like, of this law of restoration. And it's, For that which you do send out shall return unto you again and be restored. Therefore, the word of restoration more fully condemneth the sinner and justifieth him not at all. Again, remember, 
Alma or Quarantin had thought that the plan of restoration, this restoration was for all. He thought that there was a universal salvation. It didn't matter if you're righteous or wicked. It didn't matter what you did because everything was going to be restored. Everything would be made right. So Alma, throughout his teaching, was teaching him, well, here's the difference. You're getting this mixed up. Yes, everyone gets resurrected, but you that's not the restoration. That's a part of the restoration. But there's still a difference between the wicked and the righteous. And so now he's digging deeper in, into that. And he's teaching him that you have to do good to have a good return to you. And uh, he teaches him, I love... So we, I mean, this is where we get this verse. This chapter is where we get the verse that wickedness uh, never was happiness. But what's the context, right? He says, now, my son, do not risk one more offense against your God upon those points of doctrine, which you have hitherto risked. Um, do not suppose because it has been spoken concerning restoration that you shall be restored from sin to happiness. So that's what, that's where Corianton's confusion was. And that's what leads Alma to saying, I say unto you, wickedness never was happiness. So if you're doing wickedness, you're not going to be restored to happiness because the wickedness is not happiness. Now, my son, uh, he says, all men are in a state of nature, or I would say a carnal state. So he said, everyone's in the same situation here. Uh, they are without God in the world and they have gone contrary to the nature of God. Therefore, they are in the state contrary to the nature of happiness. So when we are fallen to our carnal, sensual, natural man, that's contrary to happiness. So Alma teaches a few complex things here. He teaches that everyone has fallen, but because everyone fell, because Adam's transgression, everyone gets to be resurrected. So that's, you know, we go back to chapter, the beginning of chapter 41, that all things restored to their proper order. Okay. Everything that's unfair made fair. You didn't choose to partake of the fruit in the garden uh, and and choose death. Adam did that. All mankind, all man fell. But by Adam, all like by because Adam, because by Adam all fell, so too by Christ all shall be made alive. That's from First Corinthians. What Paul is teaching the Corinthians isn't isn't this universal doctrine of salvation that Nehor taught and that Corianton had seemed to. Uh, grab onto. And he was teaching the universal resurrection. And that too is what Alma is teaching his son. Universal resurrection, not universal salvation. Universal restoration, but not universal happiness. Everything and everyone will be restored, but to their proper order. And I love what he says and how he breaks this down in chapter th- or verse 13. Good for that which is good. Righteous for that which is righteous. Just for that which is just, and merciful for that which is merciful. And then he goes in reverse order in verse 14. So, son, see that you are merciful. See that you uh, deal justly. Judge righteously. Do good. So we went good, righteous, just, merciful. And then he goes, merciful, just, righteous, good. Because then you shall receive for your reward. Yea, you shall have mercy restored. You shall have justice restored. You shall have righteous judgment restored, and you shall have good rewarded unto you. That is, that's how the plan of restoration works for your good, is when we turn to Christ, try to be like him, follow him, deal righteously, mercifully, and, just, and justly. 
So now he brings up this point of justice, and justice can have a negative connotation, like it's it's the sword of justice. That's we read that phrase in the Book of Mormon several times. The sword of justice doth hang over them, right? Seems like a an imposing thing, but the great thing about justice is it's blind, meaning if you do good, it's going to return good for you. It it's not it's not a negative. It's not a it's not a punishment. Just like justice isn't just waiting to deal out punishment. Justice, as I mentioned earlier, is dealing out consequences, natural consequences. When you uh, do good, you have good returned to you, and that's how the atonement and how the Lord and the plan of salvation works. So Alma teaching his son this principle. He's gone from, remember, he's hit him in the nose with his sins and then started to answer his questions about, yep, there's going to be a Christ. And then he starts teaching the difference between uh, the spirit world and resurrection and restoration. Because, again, what's the question that's at the focus here, the focal point of Coriantin? Like, what does he really have? It's probably twofold. Is there a Christ? And if there is, I thought he's saving everyone. There's a restoration for all. I've been, you know. So Alma's teaching him first about the, what restoration truly means and the difference between that and the resurrection. And now he's going to move into, in chapter 42, mercy and justice and how the atonement and Jesus Christ is at the center of that that makes it all work. And that's where, where we're going to, uh, that's what we'll chat about in uh, chapter 42. So, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. I really appreciate your uh, listening in. Enjoy your study, and I hope you will join me for chapter 42.